Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast is part of the MedEd Media Network at mededmedia.com. Now part of the MedEd Media Network is the Shortcoat Podcast at theshortcoat.com. The Shortcoat Podcast is a broadcast from the amazing and intense world of medical school from the students at the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. Go check them out at theshortcoat.com and check out everything that we're doing at mededmedia.com. This is the MCAT Podcast, session number 31. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT, the MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. As I mentioned at the beginning, the Shortcoat podcast is now part of the MedEd Media Network. Go check out everything that we do at mededmedia.com. If this is your first time joining us here at the MCAT podcast, I usually do not sound like this. I just got back from a conference and my voice is shot, but we push on. Today, we're going to dig in and talk about biochemistry. Brian, welcome back for another MCAT podcast. Are you so excited today? Very excited. I'm always happy to do biochemistry. It is my favorite part of the MCAT. (laughs) I don't know if favorite is the right word for the majority of students listening, but we'll, we'll let you have this one. Sure. Yeah. It's a weird place to have favorites, right? Is where, what would be your favorite place on your body to get punched? There kind of isn't, (laughs) isn't isn't really a good choice. Yes, I, I would agree with that. It's like, um, uh, I, I hate to compare it to elections, but it's one of those like, oh, it's a lesser of two evil kind of things. They're all bad. You just got to dive in and go. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're here to make it a little less bad for you. So we're, we're looking at a biochem uh, passage today. As always, if uh, you're on the website and can print out the handout, that'd be great. Uh, this is a relatively short passage, so I'm actually just going to go ahead and read it for the listeners. Um So it says, potentiometric titration is a useful means of characterizing an acid. No indicator is used. Instead, cell potential is measured across the analyte solution. When cell potential is plotted against titrant volume added, the equivalence point is the cell potential inflection point, the midpoint of the steep segment of the titration curve. For polyprotic acids, an acidic hydrogen will produce an inflection point only if it's not very weakly acidic. And if its ionization constant differs from that of any other acidic hydrogen uh, by a factor of uh, at least 10 to the fourth. Captopril, which is pictured in figure one, so it's a a small uh, organic molecule. Captopril is a competitive inhibitor 
of angiotensin converting enzyme ACE, a very uh, clinically important enzyme. So captopril is a competitive inhibitor of ACE. In the figure for captopril, we're shown two acidic hydrogens, one on a sulfur that has a pKa of 9.8 and another on a carboxylic acid that has a pKa of 3.7. So captopril has two acidic protons, one at 9.8, one at 3.7 for their pKa's. Students studying captopril were provided the following in vivo IC50 values, the minimum plasma concentration needed to inhibit 50% of the target enzyme activity. So the IC50 is the amount needed to get to 50% inhibition. And the pH range shows us that below 3.7, the IC50 is 0.058. Between 3.8 and 9.5, the IC50 drops from 0.05 all the way down to 0.01, much lower. And then once the pH gets above 9.6, the IC50 goes back up over to over 0.06. So a notably lower IC50 uh, in the middle of the pH range there. So we've got, again, an organic molecule, captopril, with two acidic protons at a pKa of 9.8 and 3.7. And the IC50, the amount of this inhibitor that you need to get to 50% inhibition, is really low in between those two numbers. Uh, So it's much more powerful inhibition in that part of the pH range. So now, the the questions we want to look at here. So first, question number 24. If students perform an enzyme inhibition assay using captopril, which of the following changes in the kinetic parameters of ACE should be expected? The Vmax goes up uh, or down or is unchanged, uh, and the KM is increased or, or decreased or unchanged. So looking at the answer choices there, Ryan, we know that changes in Vmax or changes in KM, uh, those depend on what kind of an inhibitor it is. So this is one where we need to go back to the passage just to refresh our memory really quickly and see what kind of inhibitor uh, we were told captopril is. And in this case, we were told it is a competitive inhibitor. Uh, and so, Ryan, do, do you remember what competitive inhibitors do to, to the VMAX? I have no idea. Yeah, it's one of those things that you, you remember for the MCAT and then promptly forget. <laughs> so you're expected to walk into the test uh, just as, you know, from outside knowledge, knowing a competitive inhibitor doesn't change the VMAX. It's unchanged. So that narrows us down to choices C and D. Um, but that in order to get to the VMAX, you have to add a lot more substrate. You would have to flood out the inhibition with tons of the natural substrate. Uh, what that means is the KM, which is the substrate concentration required to reach one-half VMAX, this definition of KM, uh, the KM goes up. So a competitive inhibitor, VMAX is unchanged, KM is increased, and that leads us to answer choice D. And now that's a question that about 70% of students get right. So it's, a, it's somewhere between kind of a medium and easy difficulty question. But it's real important on questions like that to um, make sure you're keeping up with the, the crowd. You know, the, the MCAT's a real competitive uh, environment, like a lot of, of kind of the pre-med life, very competitive. Fortunately, not, not once you get to med school, much more cooperative in med school. Um, and what that means is, of course, you need to be finding places where you can um, do better than uh, other pre-meds. And at the bare minimum, on the more straightforward questions like this, you really do need to be keeping up with the pack. So competitive inhibitor, VMAX unchanged, KM increased. 
Is this one where it's it's strictly this is just something you know about competitive inhibitors, or are are students trying to figure something out and that's where they're getting it wrong? It's it's a matter strictly of knowledge. Uh, the very common style of question on the MCAT, basically every passage is going to have one or two questions like this, where really you have to look up a single fact from the passage. In this case, the captopril was a competitive inhibitor. Uh, and then other than that, it is just pure outside knowledge. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's do one more from this passage, number 25. Which of the following protonation states of the captopril thiol and carboxyl groups is required to maximize captopril's inhibition of ACE. And we have to decide to either have the thiol group be protonated or deprotonated and have the carboxylic acid group either protonated or deprotonated. And so for this, again, we would go back to the table. The question said to maximize the inhibition. And so the the extra little step of reasoning we have to apply here is that if you want to maximize the inhibition, you want to minimize the IC50, the amount of inhibitor needed to get to 50% inhibition. So if you're a really strong inhibitor doing your job really well, you don't need to add much. Just a a little dab will do you. It will get you to, to half inhibition. Um, and so we said when we saw this in the table that it was the pH range right in the middle between 3.8 and 9.5. So unsurprisingly, um, this drug does its best work, you know, at a normal physiological pH, you know, right around 7, 7.3. Looking at the figure for captopril, if your pH is in the middle of the pH range, a carboxylic acid is going to be deprotonated. You're going to strip the proton off that uh, because the, the pKa for that is only 3.7. And if the pH is over the pKa, uh, that is, the pH is really high, you're in a really basic environment relative to that uh, uh, a group or molecule, you deprotonate it. So we're deprotonating the carboxyl group. And then the hydrogen in the, on the sulfur, the thiol group, had a pK of 9.8. So we're below that, right? Relative to 9.8, uh, being at kind of a neutral pH is actually relatively acidic uh, from the sulfur's point of view. So the sulfur would then be protonated. Uh, So knowing that the thiol is going to be protonated and the carboxylic group is going to be deprotonated uh, would send us there to answer choice B. Makes sense. So this one, you obviously need to to understand what what you had said, looking at that table and going, okay, maximum captopril inhibition. I need need that middle value on the table, the lowest IC50. And then looking at those PK values or PKA values and, and figuring out what happens there. Yeah, that's a common style of reasoning in biochemistry where they say something like, um, this variable is the amount of X needed to get to Y, you know, whatever it is. And so when you see that, you know, oh, okay, so lower amounts of X mean it's a more powerful molecule because I, I didn't need as much X to get the job done. Um, so it, it's, it's this weird little kind of paradoxical thing in a lot of this biochemistry reasoning where smaller numbers means a more, uh, more oomph to whatever you're looking at. All right, so there you go. Biochemistry broken down by the magical Brian from Next Step Test Prep. If you are still unsure about how you are going to prepare for the MCAT, go check out everything that Next Step Test Prep is doing over at nextsteptestprep.com. They are known for their one-on-one tutoring, but they now have an amazing 
course, online course that you can take that includes not only all of the content that you need, but also office hours with the people that created the content. Go check out their course and everything they're doing and use the code MCATPOD, all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save some money. I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you did, I'd love for you to tell somebody about it. Go tell your advisor, your classmate, your mom, your dad, whoever. Just go tell someone. And don't forget to check us out next week here at the MCAT Podcast and MedEd Media.